वेलकम टू द सुपर क्वेश्चन क्लब अलाइनिंग बॉडी माइंड एंड सोल विद योग सूत्र ऑफ पतंजलि फिफ्टी फर्स्ट सूत्र चैप्टर टू भाइयाभ्यंतर विषयाक्षेपी चतुर्थ द थ्री प्राणायाम्स आर एक्सलेशन इनहलेशन एंड द ट्रांजिशंस हाउएवर द फोर्थ प्राणायाम is that continuous pran which surpasses is beyond or behind the others this pranayam is experienced effortlessly the experience of the slowing down of breath to even an almost gradual suspension of breath occurs as the heightened awareness contemplates or keenly observes one pointedly the object of the contemplation or observation could be the breath or the current of prana underneath or in a higher state of meditation the power or the soul or the purush within the fourth pranayam could be explained by using the analogy of the breath being like the waves of the ocean imagine we are seated on a seashore a wave comes towards us washes over us pushes us and surrounds us with water next the wave moves back recedes over us on its return pulling us back and leaves us and the sequence continues we can feel the cyclic motion of the waves just like the movement of the breath like the inhalation exhalation and the transitions between them next we swim into the ocean as we swim into the ocean the effect and experience of waves starts diminishing as compared to the waves on the seashore the waves become gentler this is similar to practicing slow and subtle breathing and then we dive in deep under the ocean's surface and sit down still at the bottom here we will not feel the rise and fall of the waves at all we may feel the undercurrent of the ocean but once we have moved within we are beyond the cyclic movements of the waves above similarly in the fourth pranayama wherein we experience the current of pran within as an ever existing force we are beyond the waves on the surface another analogy could be that of the movement of the pendulum when it's moving very slowly the movement of the pendulum when it's moving in a minuscule arc becomes so slow and subtle that it would seem that the pendulum has stopped similarly the fourth pranayama is the ending of the dualities of the breath where the crest and the trough of the inhalation and the exhalation of the breath even out and become so subtle like a straight line that it resembles as if there is no movement of breath we hence come to realize two core qualities of the fourth pranayama the first essential aspect being that it is effortless and the second fundamental property being that it ends 
dualities. Now, have we heard these concepts and virtues being discussed earlier? We sure have. Let's take the first quality of the process being effortless. Remember the Yoga Sutras for asanas. To recall, Yoga Sutra two point four seven stated, "Prayatna shaitilya nantya samapatti bhyam." As the effort is ceased, or as the process becomes effortless, we align and merge with the infinite, and that sthirta or stability and stillness. is reached through the process becoming effortless and so called bliss is experienced as infinity is reached so this yoga sutra is as much applicable to pranayama as it is to asana in fact it is as much applicable to the other aspects of yoga too from yam niyam to meditation in reality it is very much applicable to life itself reaching a level of effortless effort is what maharishi patanjali emphasizes on it is the process of progressing from a state of doing to a state of being while doing and it takes us to infinity with an experience of blissfulness let's apply this concept when asana first let's say we are doing a stretching posture paschimottanasana also called seated forward bend surely we have to learn the technique and there is no way we can progress forward without doing abhyas effort practice initially we need to exert ourselves and there is no substitute for sweat and hard work seated in dandasan the staff pose we take both our arms up and move forward from the base of the spine keeping our spine straight tending to touch and hold our toes however ashtang yoga then guides us to stop at the point where resistance or discomfort is experienced it is extremely common and not unusual to have tension in the muscles and noisy thoughts in the mind these tense muscles and a noisy mind hold the body back the way forward is to take the senses within at this point and observe the breath and observe the muscles that are tense and holding us back and then make the breath long and subtle dirgh and sukshma as the breath calms down so does the mind and the body as the muscles in the body relax the asan starts becoming effortless the body stretches further with time patience and practice as the body and mind relax and calm down further the asana advances towards complete effortlessness and the stretch starts reaching towards infinity providing stillness and stability to the body as well as blissfulness to the mind let us now also recall how this concept of effortless effort takes us towards infinity 
when practicing yama and niyama if we recall yama and niyama are not a do's and don'ts list but attitudes towards others and ourselves that naturally flow out from inside us such that they are our second nature that come to us by instinct not to be forced upon not to be imposed however the starting point is always doing doing or practicing the yama or niyama in this case doing is performing a conscious action in order to get something or achieve something doing gives us a sense of control however doing mode involves thinking about the present the future and the past doing involves pushing our boundaries all the time and we have to be careful if we push too far we could crash and fall apart it involves living in our heads making plans and completing tasks it requires a lot of effort and doing experiences resistance resistance from the mind and the body after performing an action for a certain period of time the trait or character tends to get acquired then we can start moving from doing the action to being the action in the being mode we live in awareness we exist in the present moment we are at ease with ourselves and the process starts becoming effortless connecting to our inner self guided by our heart and our soul we move to the acceptance mode we let go of control controlling others or ourselves the resistance starts to wane away there are no boundaries to be crossed no goals to be chased no wrongs to be fixed no problems to be solved the mind is calmer the body more peaceful an aware mind in a relaxed body going on in the very experience of being the action or attitude starts flowing out naturally from inside us and it is limitless boundaryless progressing from doing to being while doing to reaching the infinite prayatna shaithilya nantya samapatti bhyam as the effort is ceased we align and merge with the infinite what maharishi patanjali advocates for pranayam or asana holds true for all aspects of life itself take any aspect of life the beginning and first stage always starts with awareness awareness of where we stand at present and about what we want to achieve setting goals being strategic identifying the obstacles and formulating the timeline the second stage is the doing stage the blood sweat and tears phase it involves effort and hard work and practicing the right disciplines it is the 99% 
perspiration part of the stage it is all about not losing focus control and direction while the process is fantastic for solving problems and getting things done in the external impersonal world this narrow unidimensional process starts creating problems in the internal personal world the doing mode can start causing moments of overthinking and negative rumination driving us to neglect our relationships and ourselves this constant busyness of the head can only get us till a certain level and sometimes makes the situation even worse only focusing on doing can cause stress and anxiety and if left unchecked could ultimately lead to burnout hence as we start practicing doing the action we must start work on being the action being the action is the stage that will take us to infinity effortlessly maharishi patanjali has beautifully put this as practicing abhyas and vairagya in the 12th sutra chapter 1 it translates as practicing persevering practice and non attachment being the action is doing persevering practice yet not attached to the action being the action and yet not attached to the action not attached to the results of the action this is similar to what bhagavad gita says in 47th verse second chapter we have a right to perform our prescribed duties but are not entitled to the fruits of our actions we must learn to act yet not be attached to the action to be able to let go let go of control embrace acceptance trust in the power of the universe and learn the art of surrender control is rooted in fear thinking what will happen if we don't control it's being attached to a specific outcome thinking that we always know what's best when we trust that we will accept whatever circumstances come our way no matter what then we don't need to micromanage the universe and we open ourselves to all the wonderful opportunities that aren't there when we are attached to one right result when we surrender to the power of the universe the power of the infinite we go with the flow being the action and yet not attached to the action not attached to the results of the action but aligned with the power of the universe the power of the infinite in a state of very deep absorption as we contemplate on this infinite it takes us to the infinite potentiality within us it all starts with awareness and ends with awareness everything in the middle is the doing the control the technique the preparation for being for awareness progressing from doing the action to being the action 
as the effort is ceased, we align and merge with the infinite. All the while being in a stable body and a blissful mind. This is the first aspect of the fourth pranayam of Maharishi Patanjali. So simple yet such a treasure house of infinite wisdom. In the next episode, we'll talk about the second aspect of the fourth pranayam, that it ends dualities.